and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Welcome to episode Hello. 38. Hi, Thumi. My guest today Hello. is Thumi, and she is incredible. So if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa. I am your host for the show. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with it. Also the author of Heart, Mind and Money, Using Emotional Intelligence for Financial Success. And I am the founder of Wealthy Money. So for today, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, I'm going to switch off my videos. So don't be at all freaked out that my video is off. Uh, that's only because um, my guest <laughs> needs to have, is the one that needs to be seen, not me. My internet is unstable <laughs> today. So without further ado, I'm switching off my video and we're going to interview Dumi. Hello. Hi, Dumi. Welcome to the Money Match podcast. Hi, hi. Oh Thank my gosh, it's been, I was telling you, it's been so long since I've seen you because I've seen you yeah. uh, for retreats at my mom's place. I've seen you when we're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. I've seen yeah. you in the student group and like, but in 20, like mid 2020 and 2021, like <laughs> we haven't, so, yeah. I haven't really had time to see you. So it's been, thank you for doing this podcast. You're <laughs> welcome, Bangile. In 2020, I had to take a break to have baby number two. So only now are we coming back to being to me again. <laughs> you look good. Thank you. You look amazing. Definitely you so being a mommy suits you. And congratulations on baby number two. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell us about yourself? What do you do? I'm, I'm, a money I'm a money magician. Um, Work-wise, I'm a quality management practitioner mm -hmm. and um, personally, I'm also a property owner, a rental property mm -hmm. owner. And yeah, that's me. I don't, in a nutshell, I'm also a money magician. So I'm looking for ways to always attract money. I love, love that. I love that you're a property owner, that you also work and you do all this other cool stuff to make more money. Yay. Yeah. So as a money magician, what does money mean to you? How would you describe money to an alien? This is my favorite question, by the way. <laughs> okay. In the, in the student group, in the wealthy money group, as well as the hat, um, hat, Money, what was that? <laughs> the creative, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, the money, money students are gonna be so wowed by you. <laughs> the wealthy ones are gonna be like, What was that? 
No, I wanted. Um, I have the book right here, but now the name. Oh, Heart, Mind, and Money. Yes. Yes, the Heart, Mind. Yes, the Heart, Mind, and Money. Yeah, you know, we just des- you describe money as your lover. So, um, it started off as money, my lover, but now money's family. Money's part of the family. Ooh. That's what money means to me now. Um, we don't. Yes. <laughs> You so know, a lover you can money, still we live with it. but family, now we're tied. Now we're blind. Yeah, we like that. We're tight. <laughs> we're very tight. We we embrace the ups. We embrace the downs. We we are together. That's that's family. Who mm, mm. I really, really love this. Thank you. Thank you. That's it's such an interesting description. I feel like Every time we come on, every time there's a guest on this podcast, everyone has such a different view of money that it mm-hmm. just really, really wows me. Um, so when did you start suspecting that your money story wasn't just about the money and there was more to this than just budgeting? Well, um, before I joined Wealthy Money, um, there was, I used to follow you on the bigger group and you advertised a um, a workshop with Lebo. And mm-hmm. so we went, I went to that workshop and during the workshop, you mentioned how the ancestral wounds and how, um, how, how the traumas in our bloodline affects our money story. Mm-hmm. And for me, up until that moment, I couldn't understand because I was getting new jobs. I was moving from job to job I was you know I was doing things that would bring money but they just were not so mm-hmm. I would get offered a job but I would it would be at the same money but the responsibility would increase excuse mm-hmm. me the, the responsibility would would be up but the money would stay constant or I would attract money I would make money and then it would just disappear it would slip through my fingers I would use it and emergencies would pop up and I wouldn't understand and so literally my life was um stuck in the same place for years and when you mentioned that there could be more to the story than what um, the, what, the, what the money what I'm seeing money wise that was like an aha moment for me that you know what definitely there's something here that I need to look at because this could really and this could really explain what it has been happening in my life up until that point yeah yeah who that is so so powerful thank mm-hmm. you you know um I understand about the ancestral wounds and the ancestral stories especially when you know you're doing all this work and you're like but I'm doing all this work and I'm not seeing a shift. And then you also see yes. yourself replaying your family stories. So when you talk about ancestral wounds, I think a lot of people at that workshop at the museum, because I remember we did it at the yes. museum. It's okay. like a lot of people that were at that workshop resonated with that because it's like, oh my gosh, I'm yep. becoming my mother and I'm becoming my father. And I don't understand why, because... I'm consciously trying to make different decisions. I'm consciously doing the budget. I'm consciously spending even way less than any of them. But what is happening with my money? You know, I think that's where a lot of our frustrations are coming from as people. Is that like, we're doing all the things that we have been told we should do in business. And things are still not shifting. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, so cool. So super powerful. Um, yeah. So what do you wish you had known before starting your money journey? I wish I had known that there's more to it than just the, the randellas in the bank. There's mm-hmm. really a lot of other work that needs to happen. I, I wish that, um, because what I do now is when I do the um, meditations and um, <clears throat> when I do the work, I do it with my daughters, either they're sleeping or they're listening in or they're playing around, but I do it with them around. And I wish I had had um, 
I had had that kind of background into knowing that you can release and work on your beliefs and whatever is limiting you or whatever you think is happening at that moment. If you just do the work in the background and instead of focusing on getting the, the next job or or um, getting the, the, the qualification so that it can get you money, you know, I think we, we grew up with that, go to school, get your get your papers, get a job, work there, be good. My dad used to say, oh, don't leave work, just stay there, be loyal, build your pension, <laughs> you know, that is Yeah, the build your pension. Build. Yes, like build your pension, you know, you'll get the rewards. And I would, and then I went into the workplace and I mean, you work hard, you put in the work, but the rewards don't come, what mm. then? Mm. So I wish that I had been, you know, I had known that it's not about putting in the hard work. You can put in the hard work, but you also need to do other things that are, you know, work on other things in the background that can affect the results that your hard work produces. When you heard about it, what did you imagine it was? And what did you think you would be doing in the course? Oh, I thought we'd do like monthly budgets and we'd be told, oh, this is a new investment, invest in this. Um, I knew there was meditations to it, but I just thought it was going to be like kumbaya, you know, like lovey-dovey. Oh, you know, we're just going to do a meditation to attract money. That's wrong. <laughs> oh, if only, hey, if only it was that nice. <laughs> If only it was that easy. <laughs> if only we were just doing a lot of kumbaya and chilling and meditating. <laughs> but now that you're in it, what what is it, right? What um what did you realize? How's it different from your thinking? What is it that you've actually had to do? Um, the first six months, I also I did do the meditations but what would happen is every time I did I played one meditation you know you know remember I used to write in the group like every time I do the meditation I fall asleep I don't know what's going on and then when I did not fall asleep and I tried to, and I did stay awake for a little bit then um in 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 my life things would just sort of like crumble like I would um I would like it just caused sort of um, I don't want to say chaos but you know it wasn't the straight line that I had excuse me that I was looking for what I thought so what would happen is maybe I would do a meditation on um, releasing um, uh, thoughts around money and then something at home would happen and it would just trigger me and it, it would be like no this 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 is it this is what I'm talking about I don't want this and <laughs> yeah but you know um then you learn that um you as you continue as you continue you you take off the layers and and what comes up it just means that it's something that you you need to focus on, you need to focus on getting it sorted out and then um, move on. And that's, that's what it is now. That's where I'm at. Yeah. And I love what you've just said to me, right? And I want us to dig a little bit deeper in that. It's like most people think that they do the work and then suddenly your external environment changes that people have uh, like wild behavioral changes because that's what we've been taught that if we change we have the power to change another human being which is yes. insane right because like people will behave the way that they do they may change the way that they react to us over time because like we are putting up boundaries so we are changing we're saying I don't tolerate this behavior anymore so yes. they change but um so they come correct when they come to us but it's not that suddenly we we do the work and we change and things change is that we have to actually do by doing the work we're no longer scared to put up boundaries to say to people yes. you can't talk to me like that and yes. actually, by the way this is what i charge now no please um uh, please stop uh screaming at me 
uh, please don't come to my house with this energy and this attitude. That's yep. how you change the situation. It's not that um, you are suddenly that like you do the work and like miraculous shifts happen and people yes. start behaving yes. differently towards you. Sometimes that happens, but oftentimes there's a lot of like things repeat, repeating yourself to people to say, yep. no, thank you. And I know you, you went through this, right? With people asking you for money. <laughs> I know, like, oh, they still do. <laughs> you would keep posting in the student group. So talk to us about that because I, I so loved all that, right? Like, because that was your thing, right? And it used to trigger you like no end. Vanilla, when I tell you how it worked on my every fiber of my being, literally, it would, it would spiral because it just took me back to how I saw my parents being used and abused by people you know they would help and then once they've helped you you would turn around the people who they've helped would turn around and um badmouth them talk badly or you know it just they would turn against them it just so me being this person and having that um background and that so when somebody asks me for money it would just take me back there and it actually got to a point you know um where once I did the work I realized that that was also part of the reason that I was also suppressing my own success and my money story was stuck because I just didn't want to I didn't want to say have to say no and you hate the person hates me or mm. I didn't want to say yes and they hate me anyway um, based on my experience. And so I would just suppress myself. I would, I would, um, I would um, self-sabotage when it came to time for me to show up for myself at work or, you know, um, show off. I, would, I wouldn't do that because ugh, it just meant that if I get more money, then more people are going to come and then it's more enemies. Mm. So, so that is how, you know, and every time somebody asked, it would trigger that whole thing and I would just spiral out and it would, it was very, very, um, it was a whirlwind, really it was mm. and it's one action from or one text or one call from one person would trigger days and days and days of anxiety yes and and I would go into the group and I would say oh here we go again <laughs> I wish I can stop and I would say I wish I could stop attracting people who do this Sure. So that was, yeah, that was, right. it's, but it's, it's kind of fascinating. It's the very things that we don't want to attract that like, as we do the work, those are the things that we, we bring to us, yes. right? Because we're doing yes. the work to avoid people asking us for money. Right? Yes. So that's what we think. But the truth is that we're doing the work so that we can heal the trauma around that heal the yeah. triggers and heal the fears of being people pleasers, right? Yes. Which is a trauma response. It's one of the trauma response forming, which is that we just people please so that we can avoid conflict and, and can avoid the trauma. But so as you were doing the work, especially if you're doing spirit of money work, right? Yep. It's like the spirit of money is going to trigger all the things that you hate most. You know, it's yeah. like so if your thing is that you're going to run out of money, that's the thing that starts to get. That's triggered, what happens. Right? <laughs> like if your yep. biggest fear around money is that you are going to um, get people asking you for money, that's what's going to come up. But like, yep. so what did you realize in that moment? Like, how did you realize? Because the thing that we always say is that, again, you can't change people. People like Liberty, because I said to you, I remember I said this to you, that people can, a hundred people can ask you for money. There's nothing you can do. That's not your problem, right? Your yep. thing is, your thing is how you respond to that. 
So your thing was, how do you set boundaries and how do you get to a point where you can say no in your nervous system? Uh, say no and not have your nervous system react like, oh my God, danger, danger, danger. I need yes. to go back to the fawning response. So how did that go? Like take us through the journey because I know people are talking, are listening to this <laughs> and wondering, oh my gosh, how do I deal with this? Honestly, for me, it was um, a lot of letters to money um, and also doing tapping, tapping on the fear of losing love. So I would dedicate time on a re very regular basis, like every day to tap and just release that fear, release that fear that um, if if I set my boundary and I know that this is bound, a boundary that I have set for myself, I have to respect that whether somebody likes me or not because of, as a consequence of that. And having to work on releasing that and working on um, letting that fear go, you know, and it's a process. It's a process. I'm still working on it. I still have people who ask me for money and I would say, no and then I would worry is this going to affect relations but immediately I have to come back and say no if it does it, it, it was not a good relation for me to have is that the kind of relations that I want to keep yes no no then if it cuts it cuts if it doesn't it doesn't but um you know and also having to always have to um, affirm myself and remind myself that no, me saying no at this point is a boundary that I have set for myself and um, I have to respect that. If I, if I respect that boundary, it means I'm showing myself love and this is how I choose to show myself love. At this moment, this is my truth and that's how um, for me it's gotten easier. It's gotten mm. easier to say no. It's gotten easier to um, not really try to um, save everybody because I wasn't winning. I did try it, but I wasn't winning. And um, it never got to a point where a person had come to me and said, you know what, you've, you've, you've helped me enough. It's never gotten to that. So it means that mm. I was it's always going to be I was always I was trying to fill a bottomless pit of which um is that what I want for myself do I feel that you know I, it's not that I don't help people when they do come and ask for help but I choose and I do what's comfortable for me mm, thank you for that I love what you just said like it's like a bottomless pit that very few people ever come back to most people yes. and say, like, you know what, it's enough, right? Yes. And also, I think it's also about how we choose to help people, you know? Yes. I was having this conversation with, uh, with one of my little cousins, which is like, how I'm choosing to help is like, I will definitely pay for school, anything school-related, anything like that, and like anything that will get him a career so that he can stand on his own and yes. be his own person but anything else that like I feel like isn't actually like he feels is important right <laughs> but I'm like how will it make how does it ensure that you never ever need me ever again because I always say to people yes. what happens if the person that you're relying on the most god forbid something happens to them they lose their job they can't work for a few years they no longer have any money or something tragic happens you know what happens then you know so it's also about how do we choose to help people and it's not and as we put up boundaries it's not always going to be respected that oh I'm choosing to help this person start a business but this person yes. I'm choosing to help finish school no. right yes. and uh sorry I don't I unfortunately do not prize even though I'm a traveler I do not see helping you as paying for a trip to Durban you know? no <laughs> it's it's like not the top of my responsibility right yes so, and it can sometimes be hard for people and it can be so upsetting but putting those boundaries in place I feel even for ourselves to define 
how we are choosing to help people, right? Yeah. There's certain things like emergencies that I always tell the money magic students, like funerals and certain things where like, you know, you can't buy out, you can't bow out of that. So you have to help in some capacity. But if someone is coming to you and they're like, fully able-bodied and every month they want you to help them with groceries and um, nope. yeah like the first few months you can be like I can help you but let's put a plan, a plan in place as to how you're going to do this you know I'm just thinking with me and Jane like I didn't have to help beyond the retreats mm-hmm. and then everything else was just knowledge you know I and do that with a lot of people in my life I'm like I can help give you the skills and knowledge and then there's some people like I said where I'm like okay I can help in this manner that's like they require a bit more because they're a little younger they're not able-bodied they don't have extra skills I feel like it's up to us to discern how to help people and it's a hard one I understand but we can also be honest and know that sometimes we're helping people to buy clothes right yeah sometimes we're helping people for other things I think we've had this conversation before in the student group where like we've seen people who owe us money and they out at parties and how that makes us so unable to sleep you know you're like this person just flashed a Gucci bag and they owe me money like they just (laughs) and they told you that they can't pay you because they don't have money (laughs) (laughs) so that that has been like we've laughed about these things guys because Mm. it's like yeah, well, we also were not, we also didn't put in uh, boundaries as to how we help people. This yes. is not to say there's certain people, I am in such favor of helping elderly family members and young family members with food, with accommodation stuff, all that. But yeah, then there's people that are able-bodied our age. No. <laughs> working or doing other things. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> and and also Vanille, you know once you see that this person that's also what made it easy for me that um mm-hmm. you know every time you help every time I helped someone I had to go without something else you know mm-hmm. so um I would make myself go without so that I can help them yeah. and then um you see that you doing without and this person really really didn't need the help so that mm-hmm. also made it a little bit easier to say mm, I, can, I can help that one but not that one because I've exactly. seen that you come to me with emergencies that are not really emergencies and that mm-hmm. one really only comes when they really really need help and you yeah. you just want to have a good time and it also makes it easier to to discern like no mm, when this one comes, honestly, I don't have for you. I really cannot help you move along. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that because, and I think the power of healing the trauma that you had, the fear of losing love, right? Is that mm-hmm. when you have this need to be validated and loved by everyone at whatever cost, then it's like, it doesn't matter. Like you, it's hard to discern who needs the help and who's just here because, well, you're here. And you're they want to go do for themselves. Because the yep. truth is that some people really genuinely do need help, you know? And I know I've gotten into tips with some family members because it seems like, well, you favorite other people over others. And I'm like, no, because nope. if I'm looking at an 80-year-old versus a 25-year-old who has a degree and some job and everything, who do you think I'm going to, who do I prioritize to help with my limited resources? The ATO. This is just, you know, it makes sense. So I think these are things that like, we all know that there are people that genuinely need help. And then we also know that there are people that like, if we help just once and we even provide some kind of guidance here and there, if they follow that guidance, they can start to help themselves, right? I'm never going to expect an 80-year-old family member of mine to help themselves. I'm never, ever going to say no. that. That would be violent. That would be like, you know, I wouldn't be like, who every person must help themselves. No, right? No. But, True. and so that's the thing. But like, those in their 20s... <laughs> I'm not gonna lie guys I'm highly likely to say this I'm highly likely to go into lectures and things like that 
<laughs> I mean, like, obviously everyone's situation is different and I won't ever like shame people for asking for help, but I would want to get into a discussion around how can I help? I can help for this month, but please let's talk about how we can sort the situation out if you want. Yes. Yes. So I'm sorry, I like that we're having this conversation because I know it's a big thing within our families. True, sure, it's yeah. huge. So um, to me, how has your definition of trauma changed since starting the course and doing your inner work? Well, I thought, money. I thought trauma, you know, you, you have this understanding that there is something called trauma, but it's just, I just thought, all I have to do is just heal it and everything's going to go one hunky-dory and I don't have to deal with it ever again. So um, doing the Wealthy Money work has shown me that um, you can keep going back to the same thing. And, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a trauma. It's there. It's, it's something that you have dealt with. You can work on releasing it, but it doesn't mean that, um, you know, there's no layers to it. So what I'm trying to get to is that what I realized was there's trauma, there's um, layers to this thing. You know, once you think you've, you've let go of somebody borrowing a hundred rand, you then deal with somebody borrowing a thousand rand because now you have a little bit more or you deal, you deal with this. Um, you sorry, my my battery's low. You deal with this um, layer by layer, and with every layer comes its own healing. With every layer mm -hmm. that you peel mm -hmm. off and you heal, um, something else happens, and you know it's a matter of standing in your in your truth over and over and mm -hmm. over and over mm -hmm. again. To, to in order to, for you to to get to that point where oh so, um you know you you constantly have to um you constantly have to work on it you cannot just um um you know I want to go back to something that me and my brother were discussing about parenting and yeah. it's a perfect example that you cannot um mindlessly do it you constantly have to watch um what traumas you you experienced from a certain behavior and you constantly have to watch against it because otherwise you keep re-repeating this the, the, the cycle it moves mm -hmm. from me to my kids or from the next generation mm -hmm. onto the next generation and it's something that you have to keep you have to keep working on it you have to keep being mindful you have to keep um being present to know that is this something that um what does this trigger what does this relate to oh oh I thought I was over this but clearly I'm not then you go in again oh that is such a good uh description because it's that like I thought I was over this that trips us up and then most of yes. us think oh nothing is working we're regressing you know, yes. meanwhile, it's that no, it's just that this is layered and that obviously there are remnants of, there are many memories. So what I've learned over time is that the first time the trauma happens, like something traumatic happens, we form a belief around that. And then that belief other around about the world, money, ourselves, and then that belief starts to impact how we show up in the world, right? Yes. And so every time yes. something happens, the belief is reiterated. It becomes harder for us to process certain events because it reiterates this belief. And then something else yeah. happens, the belief is reiterated. So we have so many unprocessed traumatic events related to specific beliefs and uh, theories around life that we've held onto, right? That we've act that actually every new, every time we are triggered, we're actually getting the opportunity to heal one memory and the next. Yes. And, the next. and I think yes. what we're doing with the inner work is that we in the Money Magic course, we're not waiting for the triggers, right? We're being yes. proactive and going into the trauma and healing it so that as things are happening, 
oh, that layer's already been processed. That layer's already been processed. Yes. Right? And that's why it can sometimes feel magical because we're like, oh my gosh, last month this happened and now this month this has happened. No, it's because you're literally healing. And as you heal the trauma, the way you behave and react to things starts to change. Yes, yes. I think that a good example is parenting, right? Is that as you become more aware of of who you are as a parent and your own traumas, every time your child does something, it's not that they're going to stop doing that behavior, but the way you react to it is different. Different. Thus, less traumatic for them right they don't carry the same trauma as you carry so if before you were shouting and screaming and you realize oh my god that was not the way to handle this and the next time they behave in the same manner because they are children you're able to just be calm and talk them through the entire behavior and explain why that is not nice or why you don't like it you've already changed something within them and the next time they do it you're able to react that way over and over again Yep. They don't they won't carry the trauma of violence around that behavior that we carried. Yes, yes, yes. So how did you feel emotionally about money before starting the course? (laughs) And how has that shifted as you do the inner work in the course? (laughs) Money was a total, total stranger. It was money was money just I felt like I just came in and right past, mm. you know, and I constantly had to to fight to prove that I I deserve and I am worthy. So that is one aspect that um the wealthy money magic the magic course helped me with because, like I said, now I understand that money is family and are we gonna we're not gonna be on the same page every day but we're still together we're family yes that's it you know tomorrow we're happy and oh you're here in abundance thank you and then oh this is not such a good month oh then what do i need to do to make sure that um this doesn't happen or I look at this deeply what does this mean where where does this come from so definitely before the money magic course money was like it was a frustration yeah wow I love it so what are uh what are some of the shifts that you have seen um in your income savings and debt since starting the course um my my income has shifted um nice. i know that was yes. a big thing for you like that, that was, increase is a big thing because it was like oh my gosh <laughs> i remember how much work we did on that to me it was intense that's <laughs> that's i that is that is the one thing and you know um and what also i have to mention this it came with ease you know the shift happened and they happened with ease it didn't i didn't have to go out and fight i didn't have to go out and prove i didn't have to i just didn't have to i didn't have to do any of those things that i did i it just happened It, it it you know i could i can say it's almost by magic but I know it's because of the, the inner work that the foundations that were laid and all the on the mm. decluttering that happened before. Um, you know, and um the shifts have happened, the, the rental income has been constant, you yeah. know. Because that was only, also a big thing. Yes, I have only ever had one um a uh, one tenant who who didn't pay and yeah. eventually we during had to get COVID um, take them out COVID, during COVID but wow. after that it's been seamless it's been you know it's 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 shoo, my needs are met if I have a need and I have a something that needs money money shows up and it happens and I move on 
So um, during COVID, I had one tenant who, who just, you know, he lost his um, job and he wasn't even a tenant. Um, but as soon as we got rid of, as soon as he, he got out, then everything became seamless again. It was almost as if, um, you know, Manny was saying, are you, are you going to, are you going to just let things be? Because previously I would have probably just let things be because I didn't want to stand up for money and myself. So that is also mm -hmm. one of the other shifts that now I'm willing to stand up and say, uh, no, that is my money. And I have a say as to what I do with it. It doesn't just happen. Things don't just happen where me, I'm, where I'm concerned, where my money is concerned. I have to have control. I have to to know what's going on and um and with that you know that's that things just became smooth things just work out better really really interesting and how's it been in terms of debt and savings um the debt is the only big debt is the properties um wow. And the savings, I'm looking at um, different um, investments, different, uh, different portfolios, changing my portfolio. So um, like I'm saying, now I'm more in control, whereas years ago when I opened a, a investment, um, investment uh, portfolio, I would have left it to the broker to decide where where they would invest my money but now i'm taking control and saying no this is what i want to see and this is not what the growth that i want to see then i need to see more and in order to do that i need to do one two three or you need to do one two three and that control that is also one of the shift the biggest shifts for me because now i feel more in control and um savings wise i'm seeing that it's paying off Mm, wow i love love this oh thank you for sharing that so awesome so what are the three lessons on meditation and the cost uh, meditations in the cost that you feel have made an impact on your relationship with money or even shifted your mindset around money the the the, the the childhood meditation letting go of beliefs around money limiting beliefs around money um, or the beliefs that we had in childhood about money. Also the, the, the lesson one, I'm, I'm doing that a lot. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh yeah, I love lesson one. So guys, lesson one is about lesson. being present in your body. That's, yeah. I love, love that. That's actually a very underestimated lesson. But one of yep. the most powerful, especially when you're spinning yes. around money and have no freaking clue what's happening. Yes. <laughs> so what I do now, I just go and I go lesson one, boop, play, and that's why the names uh, escape me. But um, lesson one, definitely, and releasing. So I constantly go back to um, releasing childhood trauma, childhood uh, beliefs around money, limiting beliefs mm -hmm. around money. That is yes. also a big one for me. And I like to go into the Akashic Records meditation, though oh. it scares the living daylight out of me. That but when I'm feeling great, so I can't. Like, I know I recorded those <laughs> meditations, but people just have to forgive me. Like, I can't. Like, it is a lot. Like, recording them was a lot, doing them is a lot. It's, it's it's a lot it's really a lot but I like to go in there now and again just to see you know um what's still in there Akashic Records or what 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 is it that comes out of that and yeah those are my I think those are my top three meditations but definitely Ooh. lesson one that is where I'm I've been stuck for the past three four months now and oh. I just keep going back to it every every once a week. I go back to it and I just redo lesson one. And yeah, 
I keep to, I tell people that, that like there's some meditations where you'll be stuck on that meditation. Like right now I'm stuck on less than 22 meditations. Like I just, the breath I've work. been there for like three months. And then I'm also, I go between that and the God wound. Cause like think back to yes. South Africa, my God wound is on steroids. <laughs> I'm like, bring it. Like, oh my gosh, it's, yeah, I have to go back to the vow to prove the unfairness of God often. And guys, like, yeah. again, the God wound has nothing to do with the religion, with religion. It's just, there's a lot of issues, especially, and I will say this, people that are deeply spiritual and like have had a relationship with the divine in any religion, we're more likely to have a God wound, right? Because yes. we've been in relationship with the divine. We've like had time to think about it. So we've really developed our own drama issues, belief systems around that versus someone who's just been like living their lives, not had to yep. contemplate divinity, God, anything. And like they in a better position in many ways with the God wound because it's like a clear slate for them. <laughs> Whereas yep. we come with our dramas and like, oh yeah, by the way, I used to pray for this and it didn't happen. I have dramas How with dare that. You? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did I did the God wound meditation a lot late last year yeah. for for about two or three months. I was just oh. constantly on that meditation, constantly, 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 because I just felt like you. <laughs> you know there was a lot happening and I just needed to to just get all the anger out of my literally anger I just needed yeah. to work on on that I anger mean, that is that, the core of the god wound right it's the anger at divinity and anything to yes. do with the divine yes. I am there like I feel like South Africa has gotten me there like I'm just I feel like every time, like, you know, when I was in Sri Lanka, I was like, Ugh, the God wound. Like, I don't, I'm done with this. Like, I'm above this now. Like, me and the divine was there. Like, I'm loving being in connection with the divine. Now that, <laughs> now that I'm back home and I'm triggered, I'm like, by the way, all my teen trauma. Like, I didn't have to go through that. <laughs> like, you see, I have drama. Like, I'm like, this was so unnecessary. Like, honestly. You didn't have to do me like that. I didn't have, like, I didn't have to be done like that. And how many yeah. times did I, like, ask for divine intervention and help? <laughs> Maybe I, did, I didn't go to church, true, but, like, I did in my own way. Ask for like, divine you help. Where are you? Oh, gosh, but we laugh about this because, well, I always say in the Money Magic students, mm. if you don't laugh, we'll cry, right? True, true, true. <laughs> it's, uh, but I love doing the work. So people are probably listening to you and they're like, who do me? You've got two children. You hold down a yeah. job. You're managing properties. When do you and get I'm time to do the work? Like, do you have a process? What's your thing? Do you have a trick? Because that's a big thing. Most people are like, oh, I'll join mm -hmm. the course and I'll never do the work. And I'm like, trust me, once you start getting going, <laughs> you'll see the truth of your issues and you'll be like, I really, really need to start clearing this yes. up. So what, what keeps me going is that when I was um, going through the most with work and mm -hmm. studies and parenting, I, the only thing that made me stay sane was the, the work. That's wow. it. That's that's what helped me help me together um if you remember i was at work i was going through bullying at work yeah. i was overworked i was yeah. studying also and i was and then i had a one-year-old two-year-old yeah. at that time and mm. but you know i kept it together literally literally because um I could, yes, I would play the meditations and I would fall right asleep because I was dead tired and I hardly ever journaled at that time. But just listening to the meditations, even in my sleep, helped me, helped me through, go through so much and it helped me um, deal with so much that now, okay, so what kept me together was 
just listening to the meditations at that time, I would just fall asleep because I was busy, 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 busy the whole day. And at the right at the end of the day, I would think, okay, now I need to do my inner, my inner meditation, my inner work and do meditations. And it, as soon as the meditation started, I would fall right asleep because I'm tired. And I, mm-hmm. I remember I kept on asking in this group that I just fall asleep. You know, I would joke and say when Vangile says relax and then my body just zoop, relaxes and I just go to la la la. <laughs> but, but, you know, looking back at it now, when I look back, that is actually what helped me because I wouldn't have had the... Um, the 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 balance to continue you know things Mm -hmm. as the shift happened as things happened I would just go and I would work on it and I would say okay I'm gonna do this meditation and I would pick a meditation for the day and I would say this is what I focus on healing today I focus on healing this today I focus on healing whether I'm awake or I'm asleep this is what I'm healing today you know, so I would play the meditations in my sleep. And um, it still happens that, um, I mean, I, I know that um, journaling is a good way to, to get to process what you have seen in the meditations. But I, I honestly, 80% of the time, I'm asleep. I just, I'm done. <laughs> and and it's and and then I will think about it in the morning that oh yeah. this is now things that's when I start processing things so um if you're watching this and you think you don't have the time um yes you do you can do it in your sleep and <laughs> let your subconscious heal yeah. let because that is where the blockages are I can yeah. say I want more money. I'm ready for more money. But if my subconscious is not ready and it's still hanging on to believe so that I'm not worthy or, or that I'm not good enough, you're not, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to get the money and I'm going to lose it. I'm going to um, not get the money, for instance. And that is that happened to me for, for a very long time. So I do know that... Um, the subconscious does hang on to these beliefs. So when the healing happens there, that gave me a lot of um, comfort, you know, that because when I started seeing things um, shifting in my, 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 norm, my conscious life, and I would think, oh, but, oh, yeah, I don't have that doubt anymore. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't have it. It's it's a small voice now, unlike that loud voice that was in my head. It's a small voice, and I can I can quickly say, "Oh no, that's not true," and it mm-hmm. and it disappears. So I would encourage that you know, do it, do mm-hmm. it. You're awake. Yeah. Oh my god! You're asleep. Just do it. I just love it. So my last question to you before I ask how people can get hold of you is also. Most people say that they think that they get all that the work in the Money Magic course is what I'm doing in the live videos and that that is what will shift them like when I'm doing live classes. <laughs> I, I think like we're kind of hearing that like it's not the same. <laughs> don't nope. laugh like they don't. <laughs> Let like everyone, I think that people are really thinking that oh no we're just going to do like you said the Kumbaya meditations. <laughs> um yeah no that's not true just let that notion go just let it go forget about it there's something for everybody there's meditations if you are into meditations there is breath work if you are into breath work there is tapping if you are because I experience most of my um, breakthroughs when I do tapping the most. So mm-hmm. if you are into tapping, there's tapping. There's journaling for those, there's prompts for those who can sit and have the time to write out, the, you know, if you, so there is 
it speaks to all of us in different ways, but um, the healing is there. Where, whichever one is your is your preferred method. We we people are different. We're all different, yeah. and we respond to to different things. Um, yes. I some think of that's us, why the money magic cost is so vast, right? It's like yes. most people are like, oh my gosh, like courses should be nice and short, and people feel overwhelmed. And I'm like, no, because nobody is expecting you to do this course in a linear fashion. You can literally stay on the same meditation like you and I have been talking for like the next uh, talking about for like the next three four months there's no yes. one that is going to force you to move and because you know what you are working with and you're understanding and feeling the shifts and you're seeing them in your bank account because we are yes. all different so I feel like because this is a course that is targeting ancestral trauma like yes. it has to target like healing has to happen on multiple with multiple modalities because yes. some I know some students are like uh EFT tapping miss me you know but like yes. you can shift on like the Akashic records you know so it's all about the different ways that we heal and honoring that honoring that your yes. journey is not going to be the same as my journey right like yes. right now you're in lesson one I'm like fully immersed in the breathwork meditations in lesson 22 and I'm deep within the God wound right? Yes, it's completely yes. different. So our journeys cannot mirror each other because you have a different path to me. And yes. like what you're dealing with right now is different to what I'm dealing with. So yes. thank you so much for that. So do yeah. you've been so generous. Oh, I love these interviews so much. You've shared so much about your insights and yourself. How do people get hold of you? I know some people are like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. She's talking to me. People are asking me for money. Like, I want to know what the hell she means about this course. And also she's in property and she's willing to yeah. talk about it so openly. Please talk to us about that. Tell us about that. <laughs> How do people get hold of you? I'm going to talk property and everything else. They're more than welcome to reach me on um, my Facebook. It's um, Dumaza Dumi. Um, there you can inbox me. You can um, go on my wall. Either way, I'm there. I've also, I'm also on Twitter and um, Instagram. So um, I don't know. I think if you're on Facebook and you get me on Facebook, that's the, that's probably the easiest way. And then um, <clears throat> then we'll, I can give out my cell number there. Awesome. Fantastic. So guys, Dumi is on Facebook Sorry. and you can get her at Dumi's at Dumi. So how you, how you spell that is T-U-M-Y-Z-A, right? And then space Dumi, T-U-M-I. Thank you so much to me. This has been incredible. And I'm going to switch my video on for people on YouTube to see me one last time. Thank you so much, guys, for joining us. If you enjoyed this and it's resonating with you and you're like, oh, my God, I want to be so part of this course. It sounds amazing. Then go check it out and um, uh, register for the course or else get on the waiting list if we're close to registration. You can do all that at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. If you're loving these interviews, you're loving what the chats are about, um, loving some of the live class, some of the classes that I also do on the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on a five-star rating on iTunes and leave us a review. So write us a review and also leave us comments on Podbean. And of course, always a pleasure to read your comments on YouTube. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day further. And thank you so much to me. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. 
I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.